Once upon a time, in a faraway land. What are fairy stories? The strange and wondrous place where nothing is as it seems. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest? Fairy is a perilous land. Before she found herself falling down what seemed to be a very deep well. It is the place you visit in your dreams. A world of myth and magic. When the clock began to chime the a mysterious voice began calling to the sad princess. She flicked her finger with her needle. Three drops of blood fell on In a trance, she followed the haunting sound into the of the winding tree. stairway to the top of the you tower. You can read along with me in your book. She waved her wand and said the magic words. Let's begin now. Well met, witches, I've gathered us tonight to share a piece of sacred lore. Tonight's reading comes from Hansel and Gretel, published by the Brothers Grimm in 1812. Sharp, at the edge of a large forest, lived a poor woodcutter. He did not have a bite to eat and barely provided the daily bread for his wife and two children, Hansel and Gretel. It reached a point when he couldn't even provide that anymore. One night, as he was tossing and turning with worry, his wife said to him, Listen to me, husband. Early tomorrow morning, you're to take both of the children and give them each a piece of bread, then lead them into the middle of the forest, where it is most dense. After you build a fire for them, go away and leave them there. We can no longer feed them. No, wife. I don't have the heart to take my own children and abandon them to the wild beasts, for they'd soon come and tear them apart in the forest. If you don't do that, his wife responded, we shall all have to starve. To death, she didn't give him any peace until he said yes. The two children were still awake because of their hunger and they had heard everything that their mother said to their father. Gretel thought, now it's all over for me, and began to weep pitiful tears. But Hansel spoke, be quiet, Gretel. Don't get upset. I'll find a way to help us. Upon saying this, he got up, put on his little jacket, opened the bottom half of the Dutch door and crept outside. The moon was shining bright and the white pebbles in front of the house glittered like pure silver coins. Hansel stooped down to the ground and stuffed his pocket with as many pebbles as he could fit in. Then he went back into the house. Don't worry, Gretel, just sleep quietly. And he lay down again in his bed and fell asleep. Early the next morning, before the sun had even begun to rise, their mother came and woke the two children. Get up, children, we're going into the forest. Here's a piece of bread for each of you, but be smart and don't eat it until noon. Gretel put the bread under her apron because Hansel had the pebbles in his pockets. Then they all set out together into the forest. After they had walked a while, Hansel stopped still and looked back at the house. He did this time and again until his father said, Hansel, what are you looking at there and why are you dawdling? Pay attention and march along. Oh, father, said Hansel. I'm looking at my white little cat that's sitting up on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. 
you fool, the mother said. That's not a cat. That's the morning sun shining on the chimney. But Hansel had not been looking at the cat. Instead, he had been looking at the shiny pebbles from his pocket that he had been dropping on the ground. When they reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Children, I want you to gather some wood. I'm going to make a fire so you won't get cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered together some brushwood and built quite a nice little pile. The brushwood was soon kindled, and when the fire was ablaze, the mother said, Now children, lay down by the fire and sleep. We're going into the forest to chop wood, and when we're finished, we'll come back and get you. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire, and when noon came, they kept eating their pieces of bread until evening, but their mother and father did not return. Nobody came to fetch them. When it became pitch dark, Gretel began to weep, but Hansel said, just wait until the moon has risen. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took Gretel by the hand. The pebbles glittered like newly minted silver coins and showed them the way. They walked the whole night long and arrived back at their father's house at the break of day. Their father rejoiced with all his heart when he saw his children again, for he had not liked the idea of abandoning them alone in the forest. Their mother also seemed to be delighted by their return, but secretly, she was angry. Not long after this, there was once again nothing to eat in the house. And one evening, Gretel heard her mother say to their father, The children found their way back one time, and I just let that go. But now there's nothing left in the house except for half a loaf of bread. Tomorrow, you must take them farther into the forest, so they won't find their way back home again. Otherwise, there's no hope for us. All this saddened the father, and he thought, It'd be much better to share your last bite to eat with your children. But since he had given in the first time, he had to yield a second. Hansel and Gretel overheard their parents' conversation. Then Hansel got up and intended to gather pebbles once again, but their parents had locked the door. Nevertheless, he comforted Gretel and said, Just sleep, dear Gretel. The dear Lord will certainly help us. Early the next morning, they each received little pieces of bread, but they were smaller than the last time. On the way into the forest, Hansel crumbled the bread in his pocket and stopped as often as he could to throw the crumbs on the ground. Hansel, why are you always stopping and looking around? asked the father. Keep going. Oh, I'm looking at my little pigeon that's sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me, Hansel answered. You fool, his mother said. That's not your little pigeon. It's the morning sun shining on the chimney. Now their mother led the children even deeper into the forest until they came to a spot they had never been to before in all their lives. Once again, they were to sleep by a large fire, and their parents were to come and fetch them in the evening. When noon came, Gretel shared her bread with Hansel, because he had scattered his all along the way. Noon went by, and then evening passed, but no one came for the poor children. Hansel comforted Gretel and said, Just wait until the moon has risen, Gretel. Then I'll see the little breadcrumbs that I scattered. They'll show us the way back home. When the moon rose and Hansel looked for the breadcrumbs, they were gone, because the many thousands of birds that fly about the forest had found them and gobbled them up. 
Nevertheless, Hansel believed he could find the way home and pulled Gretel along with him, but they soon lost their way in the great forest. They walked the entire night and all the next day as well from morning till night until they fell asleep from exhaustion. Then they walked for one more day, but they didn't find their way out of the forest. They were also now very hungry, for they had nothing to eat except some berries they had found growing on the ground. On the third day, they continued walking until noon. Then they came to a little house made of bread with cake for a roof and pure sugar for windows. Let's sit down and eat until we're full, said Hansel. I want to eat a piece of that roof. Gretel, you can have part of the window since it's sweet. Hansel had already eaten a good piece of the roof, and Gretel had devoured a couple of small round windows and was about to break off a new one when they heard a shrill voice cry from inside. Munching, munching, little mouse. Who's that munching on my house? Hansel and Gretel were so tremendously frightened that they dropped what they had in their hands, and immediately thereafter, a small, ancient woman, old as stones, crept out of the door. She shook her head and said, Well, now, dear children, where have you come from? Come inside with me. You'll have a good time. She took both of them by the hand and led them into her little house. Then she served them a good meal of milk and pancakes with sugar and apples and nuts. Afterward, she made up two beautiful beds, and when Hansel and Gretel lay down in them, they thought they were in heaven. The old woman, however, was really a wicked witch on the lookout for children and had built the house made of bread only to lure them to her. As soon as she had any children in her power, she would kill, cook, and eat them. It would be like a feast day for her. Therefore, she was quite happy that Hansel and Gretel had come her way. Early that next morning, before the children were awake, she got up and looked at the two of them, sleeping so sweetly, and she was delighted and thought, they'll certainly be a tasty meal for you. Then she grabbed Hansel and stuck him into a small coop, and when he woke up he was behind wire mesh used to lock up chickens, and he couldn't move about. Immediately after she shook Gretel and yelled, Get up you lazy bones and fetch some water, then go into the kitchen and cook something nice. Your brother's sitting in a chicken coop. I want to fatten him up, and when he's fat enough, I'm going to eat him. But now I want you to feed him. Gretel was frightened and wept, but she had to do what the witch demanded. So the very best food was cooked for poor Hansel so that he would become fat, while Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every day the old woman came and called out, Hansel, stick out your fingers so I can feel whether you're fat enough. However, Hansel stuck out a little bone, and the witch was continually puzzled that Hansel didn't get any fatter. One evening, after a month had passed, she said to Gretel, Get a move on and fetch some water. I don't care whether your little brother's fat enough or not. He's going to be slaughtered and boiled tomorrow. In the meantime, I want to prepare the dough so that we can also bake. 
So Gretel went off with a sad heart and fetched the water in which Hansel was to be boiled. Early the next morning, Gretel had to get up, light the fire, and hang up a kettle full of water. Make sure that it boils, said the witch. I'm going to light the fire in the oven and shove the bread inside. Gretel was standing in the kitchen and wept bloody tears and thought, It would have been better if the wild animals in the forest had eaten us. Then we would have died together and wouldn't have had to bear this sorrow. And I wouldn't have to boil the water that will be the death of my dear brother. Oh dear God, help us poor children get out of this predicament. Then the old woman called, Gretel, come right away over here to the oven. When Gretel came, she said, Look inside and see if the bread is already nice and brown and well done. My eyes are weak. I can no longer see so well from a distance. And if you can't see, then sit down on the board and I'll shove you inside. Then you can get around inside and check everything. The witch wanted to shut the oven door once Gretel was inside, for she wanted to bake her in the hot oven and eat her too. This is what the wicked witch had planned and why she had called the girl. But God inspired Gretel, and she said, well, I don't know how to do it. First you show it to me. Sit down on the board and I'll shove you inside. And so the old woman sat down on the board, and since she was light, Gretel shoved her inside as far as she could and then quickly shut the oven door and bolted it with an iron bar. The old woman began to scream and groan in the hot oven, but Gretel ran off and the witch was miserably burned to death. Meanwhile, Gretel went straight to Hansel and opened the door to the coop. After Hansel jumped out, they kissed each other and were glad. The entire house was full of jewels and pearls, so they filled their pockets with them. Then they went off and found their way home. Their father rejoiced when he saw them again. He hadn't spent a single happy day since his children had been away. Now he was a rich man. However, the mother had died. Now in 1857, the Grimm brothers published their final edition of their household tales and expanded the tale of Hansel and Gretel. They added some extended events to the end of the story after the witch was burnt to death. Gretel ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable and cried, Hansel, we're saved. The old witch is dead. Then Hansel sprang out like a bird from its cage when the door is open for it. How they did rejoice and embrace each other and dance about and kiss each other. And in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. These are far better than pebbles, said Hansel, and thrust into his pockets whatever he could fit in. Gretel said, I too will take something home with me, and filled her pinafore full. But now we will go away, said Hansel, that we may get out of the witch's forest. When they had walked for two hours, they came to a great body of water. We cannot get over, said Hansel. I see no foot plank, no bridge. And no boat crosses either, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. Then she cried. Little duck, little duck, do you see Hansel and Gretel are waiting for you? There's never a plank or a bridge in sight. 
take us across on your back, so white. The duck came to them and Hansel seated himself on its back and told his sister to sit by him. No, replied Gretel, that will be too heavy for the little duck. She shall take us across one after the other. The good little duck did so, and when they were safely across and had walked for a short time, the forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them. And at length they saw from afar their father's house. Then they began to run, rushed into the parlor, and threw themselves into their father's arms. The man had not known one happy hour since he had left his children in the forest. The woman, however, was dead. Gretel emptied her pinafore until pearls and precious stones ran about the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pocket to add to them. Then all anxiety was at an end, and they lived together in perfect happiness. My tale is done. See the mouse run? Whoever catches it may make himself a big fur cap out of it. The end. I invite you to spend some time exploring the realm of this tale until our next gathering, when our panel of witches and magicians discuss the keys to unlock the symbols and themes of the tale and how we incorporate it into our magic. Until then, may your journeys in fairy be safe.